0: I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We're going back to the hive for season five of the, the Connor, Connor and Smith, Smith Show. Well, it is the season it's looking like in our house right now, right? It is starting to look like some kind of season. It's beginning to look a lot like there are some lights up. There's trees up, getting ornaments slowly on them. Some stuff in the front yard. Oh,
1: maybe we can, don't tell our Patreon listeners, but maybe we can give them a little special holiday tour, like it's a TV show. Oh, absolutely. Of our, um, our decorated
0: house. I think that would be a great little Patreon video.
1: So, what's up today?
0: Today we are going to be talking to Karen Hearn.
1: Yeah, Karen Hearn!
0: Um... Karen is a good friend of ours, and we have worked with her for many years in the DMV area. Um, Speaking of Patreon, if you have not heard, uh, we have a Patreon, and you uh, are welcome to come and support it. Um, We'll put the link in the description of the podcast, and um, check it out. Exclusive videos, content, magnets, all kinds of stuff. Um, But we're going to take a quick break, and we will be
1: right back.
0: In 1985, Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler, the world changed. Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction, we journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against the world trying to keep them apart. (laughs) Listen to Longshot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. hi karen um i'm here with my co-host and husband matt connor hey hey
2: hey 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 hey, hey, karen. hey maddie boy
0: and our producer ryan dean halbrook hey, karen ryan.
2: ryan
3: how are you
2: i'm good how are you baby
3: good good you sound good
1: thanks it's been a good day how was thanksgiving
2: uh thanksgiving was amazing um bud and i made beef wellington nice and um, mashed potatoes that were equal parts potato and butter (laughs) (laughs) and then we you know finished it out with the healthy asparagus so we're we're all good
1: that's fantastic how about you guys you know, uh, I cooked this year for the first time. I used to kind of always... For the first time? The first time in a while. <laughs> yeah. Let's face it. Everything now feels like it's for the first time. Right. That's true. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I I somehow put together this recipe years ago where I stuff onions and garlic and sage and uh, apple cider vinegar into a turkey and cover it with bacon and oranges and all this craziness and it um becomes kind of like a asian fusion turkey that sounds amazing but so i made that this year that sounds Retour, really amazing which ryan helped me prepare but ryan does not partake of birds i had a quarter size piece of it he had a nibble
2: all right you know what You tasted the fruits of your labor, but nobody said that you actually had to eat a whole lot of it.
1: Oh, it was delicious though, that one bite. We also smothered it in um, maple bacon onion jam. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And so so that's what I'm wearing tonight. (laughs) (laughs) So if you can just think of me sitting (laughs) on the couch wearing what I just described. He's wrapped in bacon. Yes. <laughs> I'm sitting on a burnt orange slice.
2: <laughs> and yet, none of this surprises me.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's entirely possible. No, yes, you're um, absolutely we we are reaching you tonight in the great city of Pittsburgh. Yes. Pittsburgh. Is Pittsburgh, is Pittsburgh called something because of Pit meaning something? P-I-T-T? Did that mean something like steal people? Um, well, no, I
2: mean, it, uh, I I actually, I wish I could like come up with some answer for you right on the spot, but I haven't been here long enough to actually know history. We've only, we've only been here for eight years. And I mean, the things that I can tell you are that my house is 126 years old. Oh my gosh. Um, and that, uh, And that a lot of the houses around us used to just be farmland. And we're in a lovely community called Bellevue. And it's the thing that I really love about Pittsburgh is the fact that it is, obviously, it is a city. However, it is a city of neighborhoods. So um, it is just a huge collection of neighborhoods that that surround the city proper. Um, and the city itself is not is not huge when you look at it in square footage because it's just a lot of buildings and and businesses. Um, but it's all the neighborhoods around it that really make up the city. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's really awesome.
0: Wait, before Ryan chimes in, I want to say that Pittsburgh is named. Pittsburgh after someone with the last name of Pitt. Is that correct?
3: Yes, William Pitt the Elder. Yeah. Ah. Uh, And then the Scottish Burg instead of the
1: English Borough was used. Yeah. Ah. Like
3: Edinburgh.
1: So what did he do? Did he walk there and say, this is mine? It was uh, captured
3: by the British in 1758 from the French and renamed in honor of the British statesman William Pitt the Elder.
1: Interesting.
2: Well, and where where we are on the north side, um, it used to just be um, the city of Allegheny. Oh. Um, and then it was, uh, it was taken, added to, added to the city of Pittsburgh with no H, just the G. Yeah. And the H wasn't added until sometime in the 1900s. I'm sure that Ryan
1: could probably look that up i've already gotten rid of wikipedia no
2: brilliant (laughs) thank you
1: (laughs) he's already gotten rid of all of his
2: h's (laughs) um so where did you grow up karen i grew up in point pleasant new jersey okay and uh i am a beach girl from the word go and um everything that you've heard about um your your jersey girls is true do not go back to jersey shore this show because that's just a bunch of bullshit but <laughs> um actual honest to god jersey girls um yes we will we will smile and be so nice to you and cut you if you squint squinted as funny
1: <laughs> I got a knife in my pocket I,
2: I, it's never really that far away
1: <laughs> do you still have family in New Jersey
2: yes I do um, I have several cousins uh, I was actually just there in September uh, it was a high school reunion and um, and I also got to stay with my cousin Eddie who lives in Trenton he lives in a historic home in Trenton and he is part of the farm bureau. He's He's big in the Jersey farm country. Bureau. Yeah. And he was just recognized again in um, the one of the Jersey LGBTQ um, magazines. Oh, that's great! Yeah, as being in the top twenty-five influent, you know, LGBTQ influencers in New Jersey politics or something like that. Well, that's That's amazing! Fantastic! Yeah, it is kind of amazing. And um, he and I are he and I are pretty close. I I wish that I could actually convince you how close we are by being able to tell you all the things that he actually does. But I don't really care what he does for a living Uh, because I don't really care what people do for a living
0: right no that that totally makes sense um what what was in Jersey uh what were your like artistic uh what what was the first thing that made you kind of figure out you wanted to perform it was the beach (laughs) Well,
2: (laughs) well there's that um my back uh my back porch the so, back
0: porch was your stage.
2: Yes. Um, so our house is this. Well, it was. It's not anymore. Um, our house was this cute little cottage type thing, two bedrooms, one bath. When my brother they had to was born, they had to build another bedroom, and the the back porch was just this large cement porch that I mean it wasn't an indoor it was just an outdoor thing and it ran almost the entire width of the back of the house and our back door was right in the center of this porch and it was it was absolutely the perfect stage that I utilized in in the summers and would invite the neighborhood um yeah pretty much the neighborhood (laughs) <laughs> just, just invite, we invite all our neighbors over and uh when I was growing up we had we had a poodle a little miniature poodle and his name was Sebastian and Sebastian would do just about anything for dog cookies so I um I taught him how to jump through a hula hoop and he would walk on his hind legs for me and I learned the hard way that you don't Rehearse too much before a show with a dog because once he's full of cookies, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> <after that. laughs> so yes, um, I was devastated when my parents decided they were going to enclose that porch. Oh, I bet you're like, "There's my money maker." <laughs> I, I was, I was like, and 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 all our neighbors every time, they, and I would handwrite invitations, nice, so that people would come. Um, yeah that was that was pretty much it and my of course my you know my mom was like is, but what do you really want to do and i was like uh <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> Which, i just, really want to do this. this this is this is pretty
0: well and speaking of dogs that will do anything for cookies just full disclosure if you hear snoring in the background it's our boys
1: um, who... <laughs> who are curled on the couch Uh, snoring like it's a Christmas special. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, um, my dogs keep walking in and out. They're like, we know you're in here.
1: We know that you're doing something and not paying attention to us.
2: Right. Um, So if you hear jingling, that's, that's the, the youngest and our, our newest, well, semi-newest he's, he's been with us for two, two years now.
1: Eddie just heard jingling and he knows it's not Santa.
2: Yeah, no, he, we, he, we have to keep a, we have to keep a uh, his collar on at all times so that we know where he is. <laughs> um,
1: so what, what, how did you find out about SU? Uh, they came to my high school. Oh, really? In New
2: Jersey? Yeah. They came to oh. St. Rose high school. Um, and It was one of the it was one of the colleges that I I looked at and John Opfar was was the one doing the the tour at at the time of going to all the different high schools and everything and um, I remember sitting and talking to him for a while and went down and did my audition and they gave me money and that's where I ended up going. And I
1: stopped looking after that. Moment.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, no, I mean, i had been accepted to, to several schools, but yeah, they were, they, they did give me the most money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just yeah. give me the most money. So, you know, the sometimes that's the best place. And it was just, it was just far enough away from home.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, you know, where I wasn't going to be tempted to to go home every weekend, but if I needed to go home, I could.
1: Right,
2: it was, it was about four hours.
0: Yeah. Um, while you were there uh, at Shenandoah, what what were some of the highlights highlights of things that you got to do there? Things that kind of stick out in your mind that you still kind of have with you.
2: Uh, the fact that I got to study with Lindy Hearn. Yep. I mean, the, she was, she was a force. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, and she could teach you, she could teach you so much just by lifting an eyebrow for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. I, she was, and if you wanted to, and I don't know how many other people took advantage of the fact that I, I, I actually have very little, little filter when I was in high school. And I don't, and when I first got to Shenandoah and I don't know that that's really changed that much, but I would, I would just wander down to the studio theater. And if she was there, I would, you know, hang out and ask her questions and talk to her. And she was always so amazingly gracious with her time. And I didn't I didn't realize that that was not a normal thing until much later. Um, I I, I feel like um,
0: whenever I think of Lindy in my memory where she exists now, um, she's always in the studio theater, always Uh sitting in the director's chair with something black on and maybe a beret (laughs)
1: <laughs> Did, now she also was an author wasn't she
2: she was an author she wrote the erratic attic um which is a oh, TYA erratic show. Attic. I thought
1: it was the enchanted attic it was the erratic
2: attic that's right right um although I do I don't know I have to reach out to Charla uh and find okay. out if um if the if the title got changed mm. Because when it was first published, it was the Erratic Attic, and I I seem to remember in a conversation with either Hal or Charla at some point that the title got changed, and I I I need to go back and take a look and see whether that whether I'm making that up in my head or whether that actually did happen.
1: Well, um, I feel like um, Lindy had a kind of a really special. Uh, window into teaching and sort of advising and being a mentor. But uh, a lot of people give children's theater kind of a, I don't wanna say a bad rap, but you know, children's theater sometimes kind of lives in this, this box of like, oh, you know, been there, done that or whatever. But there really is a very unique, special uh, curiosity and creative growth that can happen in children's theater that can't really happen and sort of adult shows because you can actually be extremely creative on the, in these you know crazy, uh, unique characters, right? Absolutely. Um,
2: I I hadn't really explored TYA um, theater for young audiences at all uh, until I got to Shenandoah. I actually didn't even know what it was, and working with her was incredible and amazing and insightful. And she understood the audiences better than anyone I've ever seen. Um, and she, she absolutely passed that knowledge on to us um, of the fact that those kids that we perform for, they play pretend 24-7. And they know the minute you're not honest. honest right. The minute you're not that character that, that you say you are, that you've been introduced to them as, and, and they turn off, and they let you know it. Yeah. And that is... That is the most challenging thing for an actor to be able to embrace that. And you you really have to surrender to the entire being almost to a certain extent of really committing exactly to everything that's on the page and fleshing it out that one step further. Because there is nothing more brutal than a five-year-old. i mean there just isn't and i mean that's if it hadn't been for lindy i wouldn't be doing what i was what i'm doing today yeah that's that's plain and simple right there and there's nothing better meeting them after the show right meeting those meeting those kids after the show uh which you know that we always did that and and talking to them on their level and finding out what it is that they that they liked and getting that instant feedback from from them
1: yeah well we know that you've carried lindy's um legacy kind of in your own world for a very long time we'll get to all that maybe a little bit later let's talk about when we all met oh my god hang out oh my god So I think the first time, I might be wrong, because I'm old. I did not get COVID, but when I can't think of things, I tell people I did.
2: (laughs) Um, See, and I just rely on the fact that I'm old.
1: (laughs) um, (laughs) I think I first met the legendary Karen Hearn and your uh, amazing stage presence during the Shenandoah Summer Music Theater production of Hello, Yep, dolly, hello dolly no, no. wasn't
3: cra- wasn't crazy for you first oh you're right you're right oh crazy it was crazy. the same summer was
2: it the same yes summer? yes yeah. crazy she
3: for you by- it was you my in both shows
2: yes it was my summer of irene and we're not going to discuss the fact that that you boys dropped me six feet in the air that wasn't me no. I, that. <laughs>
0: I wasn't there yet so it wasn't me
2: no it wasn't you Stephen. Wait, we wait, would. Wait, I, I, I'm, I'm totally blanking on of this. <laughs> that's and that's that's Bud yelling.
1: You were dropped during the, the production of Crazy for You by a bunch of us, yeah. By the- Matt Connor,
2: <laughs> wasn't just Matt Connor, there were four of them.
1: But um, it was Matt Connor. <laughs> yeah.
2: there, were, there were four of you, it was the lift in Naughty Baby, mm. um, and the lift went up. That um it was originally choreographed that you all lifted me up over your head and we would we would do that lift before the show and um it was it was before the show when we were practicing the lift and um and whoever had my feet who I don't remember. Like I really wiped a lot of that out of my brain. The fact that Bud remembers is because he was in the pit. Um,
1: so the whole thing.
2: <laughs> I saw and, the whole
1: thing. It was Matt that had her feet.
2: It was not. No, you did not have my feet. Um, but yeah, yeah, and and I I went to the I went to the hospital, and I remember Hal. Charming Hal always caring about his performers, um, asking if, he th- if I thought I would be back in time for the show. <laughs> and Cookie went on for me with a book.
1: Really? Yeah. Wow. Seriously, really? you don't remember any of that? Well, now it's all kind of coming back. So were you how many shows were you out of? I was just out of the one. And Cookie is Kristen Daly. yes.
3: Sorry. Yes. yes. I mean, just think guys, every night I fell two stories in that shirt. <laughs> I fell from the balcony. I'm just, right?
0: I'm, I'm just yep. getting back to Hal going ah, you think you can <laughs> hurry up at the hospital? <laughs> That's hysterical.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean there I am strapped to a backboard and the paramedics are wheeling me out and he's like ah, uh, you think you'll be back? And I'm like no, no, I do not think I will be back. <laughs> Wasn't that choreographed by Matt Gose? It was choreographed by Matt Gose. Like within an inch of its life? Um, yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of going on in that show. Yeah. I think we were all moving constantly during any musical number.
3: I don't think I was part of that. I have no memory of it. <laughs> Me.
1: Of you in oh. the show.
3: Well oh, I, I remember being, I fell from the second story balcony. That's like the right. only thing, because I, I didn't tap.
1: Weren't you one of the, I'm bad, my time,
3: guys? I don't think so. Maybe
0: they didn't have you do anything because you were already falling, and they were like, well, yeah,
1: that's enough.
3: <laughs> it was my freshman year, so like, you were expendable. I was. Yeah, you were.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> now, did you meet Bud at Shenandoah? I did. So Bud went to Shenandoah, too. Yes, he did. We have to call back and have Bud on the show. Well, he's, he's, he, he's clearly right here because he keeps yelling things. He's like, wait, I uh, no, <laughs> I want my own show. <laughs> um, so, then, so the next show after Crazy Few was Hello, Dolly. It was Hello, Dolly. And, and you, I, were all, you were all mended and repaired back for that. And you sang Ribbons Down My Back. Which I loved singing. Were you in at all in
3: the, uh, when we did the waiters thing, you were in that scene, right? Well,
2: yeah, but a lot of the, most in that scene, the four of us were stuck in that, that booth.
3: Right, 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 right. Because they always,
2: they always Uh, closed the. They closed the curtains on us. So we never got to actually see the waiters do anything.
1: Oh, my God. That was well, me, you, Robin, and Dane. Yes.
2: <laughs> and I was just talking about this to somebody because because um, I was like, yeah, we were stuck. They didn't give us a way out. So we were stuck there during all of, all of Hello, Dolly, like her entrance and the scene with Horace and I'm like, didn't, like, I thought that Matt, you had brought a deck of cards one night and we were playing oh. cards. Oh I don't God. know if it was you or if it was Dane, it was one of you. Cause oh we didn't, God. the Robin and I didn't have any place to hide a deck of cards. Right. Um, But I, I remember playing cards in there one night.
1: At oh least my God, that's night. hysterical.
3: <laughs> was, I just remember two things from that show. I remember that someone, I'm not going to say the person's name during the wait, was it the waiter's waltz? Waiter's gallop. Waiters, waiters gallop. gallop yeah. Someone farted and it was <laughs> lingered on, on the stage the entire time. It was horrible. <laughs> One of the worst ex- experiences ever.
1: I, and, and, I, think, I think some people have a different way of galloping.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, if that's... If, you know, you're you're getting those knees way up, and uh, you know everything gets a little looser. I don't know There's if anyone has
0: things. information on who farted during the <laughs> waiters' gallop. Well, oh, I know who it was. I'm just not
3: saying. Oh, you day. do. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was
0: going to make it a you know thing. Um,
3: and then I the other thing I remember is Dane Whitlock. Listen, Barnaby. <laughs> I remember that. That's you all. don't. You,
2: you don't remember Dolly Stevens' skirt falling there off? You go. Oh, oh my
1: God! You I I just remembered so that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Dolly Stevens' skirt falling off during what was that? Was it during before, before the parade passes by? Yes, yes. Yes, I it was had the end. On oh,
3: remember the stage went out over
1: the pit?
2: Oh, right.
3: Right, the stage did go out around over the pit. Oh, yeah. And she walked that, that I remember that.
2: Yep. And she was but, desperately trying to hang onto that skirt while she was doing her last Ephraim speech at the end of the act. And I remember I, that. And Dane, and Dane and I were backstage trying, trying to get ourselves together because we knew we had to do that cross. And we're trying to game plan. If she still didn't have the skirt hooked, which one of us was gonna get behind her and try to hook the skirt?
1: <laughs> oh my God. Without laughing. <laughs> oh my God. That's hysterical. Yeah. How many how many um summer shows did you do? I did the very first summer
2: and then I didn't come back until until that
1: summer. How many summers did Bud do?
3: Three? No, I just did that one summer because of Dr. Albert.
2: No, that's the only summer you did? Yeah. Oh, I thought you did more than that. No. No, oh, he did that whole summer.
1: Could you only work with Dr. A?
2: And No, Dr. Albert actually, um, he was uh, adjudicating a festival for Bud and asked Bud offhand Hey, what are you doing this summer? And then two weeks later you got a contract. <laughs> you got a got a contract to go out and,
1: and
3: play. I don't think if, if there's anybody that's not like in, in theater, like ever been on stage that listens to your podcast, realizes that when they go see cats or something, that someone's probably farted on stage. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. oh. It happens all the time. Absolutely. We're just people. Yes.
0: That sounds very uh, like you've done it, Ryan. Oh,
2: uh, we've all done that. We've all done it. Come on. We've all done that.
3: I'm immaculate. I don't do that.
2: Uh-huh,
3: uh-huh. uh-huh. What are you doing? You just passed it off on somebody else. You're like, is the kid in the show? Yeah.
1: Is it... so what see... are you,
2: Anita O'Leary, who doesn't have bodily functions?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, me personally, as a professionally trained actor... <laughs> If I do anything like that, I pretend like it's something else, oh,
2: well, <laughs> like like, like an like,
1: intention. No, like maybe I'm at the botanical gardens and I'm touring that stinky
2: plant, <laughs> or you just happen to pick up some Limburger cheese and stuck it in your
1: pocket, or I just pretend like I'm a big bad odor. Uh, oh, there you go. So- um. So, uh, what what did you do? When you graduated college, did you say, I'm going to Hollywood?
2: (laughs) No. Um, When I graduated, uh, I went. um, What did I do right when I graduated? Oh, right. When I graduated, I had um, done some auditioning before graduation and got hired by a company, a defunct company called Musicana. Enterprises, and they did little shows, um, music review things uh, in Florida, a lot of resort work in the East Coast. And I was at Callaway Gardens that summer. Then I went to SCTC and I got hired to do Bad Children's Theater in Alabama. (laughs) Was that the name of the theater? (laughs) Well, (laughs) um, it might as well be. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't you haven't lived until you've done bad children's theater in oh my Mobile,
3: God, Alabama. I did it in south carolina it was some of the most fun i've ever had
2: it was a show written by the by the owners of the company called fables and things and, <laughs> it, it, was, and, and things? it was how specific yeah. <laughs> it was fables and things and it was not an and it was an n um, oh, no. fables
1: and things
2: <laughs> fables and things um, I, things wasn't uh, spelled with an A because you know we thanks. were in the south um, <laughs> thanks and it was basically some Aesop's fables and it was thanks. a little m- musical thing and uh, there were four of us and they uh, they housed us and in a very interesting little neighborhood and we we mostly played schools in the greater mobile area but we did tour a little bit outside um, one highlight was spending a week in yazoo city <laughs> <laughs> in, wow. a, in a in a motor inn we wow. it was literally a motor inn Um, This is still in Alabama? No, I think Yazoo City's in Mississippi. Ah. And we also toured some places in the Bayou in Louisiana. Um, The one thing that I will say, that even though the show itself was... (laughs) was Fables and Thags, um, the... The schools that we went to and the places that we did go and the kids that we performed for were, were definitely kids who would not have been exposed to any kind of theater had it not been for this company. Um, the, the schools in the bayou were poor. I, I mean, I don't even know how else to say that the you know talking to the teachers a little bit uh finding out that they they kept toothbrushes at the school because not all the kids had access to a toothbrush
1: they oh was
2: God. yeah um and one would certainly hope that things have gotten better since the late 80s um uh, but i I don't know that I would put money on that.
3: No. Uh, well, let's be honest. This probably hasn't changed all that much.
2: mm um, And it was... It was worth it to do it. But it was originally a six... Six or seven-month contract. Um, but they gave us an out over the Christmas break, and I took it. Actually, three out of the four of us took it. Um. Just because the show really was that bad, right? Right. And then I moved to DC.
3: And so, real quick, did you? So it was like a touring company. Yeah. yeah. And so you did. Was like a van. Oh yeah, it was a van. Oh man, I did the exact same stuff. It was, <laughs> it was fulfilling, also in a, in a certain way too, going to places that you you know, like you just said, where they're never gonna, you know, this is probably the first thing they've seen like this kind of thing. But it was fulfilling in that way, but man it was bad.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, and you had the you had the pipe and drape with the backdrop that and a couple of random boxes yep. and yep, yep. that you just drag things out in front of it and you wore different hats every time you walked out.
3: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then you moved to DC, like in the city or No, um
2: actually lived uh our first Our first place was in Franconia. Um,
1: Franconia, Springfield. Springfield, yeah. Yeah.
2: And lived there. And uh, it was me and Bud and one of the girls that I had graduated from college with, Langley Williams. And then eventually a guy that she was seeing moved in with us as well. And we lived there for a little bit. We I mean we bounced around Northern Virginia for were, apartments and then bought a house and
3: were, were you working there. in the area?
2: Were were you, were you guys working in the area? Oh, was I? Yeah. Yeah. Where
3: yeah. at?
2: Um the West End Dinner Theater, Burnbury Dinner Theater, Lazy Susan Dinner Theater. Yes. Um, and then also um Source Theater. Uh, eventually I did some stuff at Arena. Uh, theater J. I'm trying to think of.
3: It's really yeah. hard to explain to people that haven't, that didn't oh, get to the Kennedy appear. Center. Uh, oh yeah, the Kennedy yep. Center. But yep. uh, people didn't get to experience the dinner theater that we all did, you know, with the West End and Burn Bray. Right at the end of it being kind of, Something, do you know what I mean? I mean, it's still there, there's still Toby's still going strong and all that, but like, right. it's not done as often anymore. And, oh, no, and, and you could bank some money.
2: Uh, I, I look back now and go, oh man, I would have quite a retirement if I didn't go out after the show every night. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just think about all of that cash.
3: But like a New Year's Eve, you can make like five hundred bucks, oh, like, easy. Easy.
2: Easy money. Um, uh, and I mean, group season.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. where the tip is already guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Except they were. Were you guys around when it was still just a dollar ahead pre-tip? I don't know because that was I idiot. don't remember that. Was I don't idiot. Remember that that was we're all like no i'm not I'm not waiting tables for that, and so <laughs> it didn't matter you you weren't it, you weren't allowed to not during
1: <laughs> during, during kids season <laughs> well and, and you know, that's what was so great it, uh, it kind of is ish it's, it's changed a little bit, but it, it always felt like to me that there were so many different opportunities in the d c area. Uh, between, you know, the Candy Center to dinner theater to mm-hmm. workshops to, you know, whatever. Just there's a whole plethora of things that you could kind of look variety, at. A variety, a really, really
3: deep variety of things to do. I mean, you have to have a
1: car. Sure.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, it depended on where you lived, though, too, and what theaters you were working at. I mean, if you were going to work at any of the dinner theaters, yeah, you had to have a car. Because the, the Metro just didn't go anywhere near any of them. Yeah. Um, But if you were just going to be working at the downtown theaters and you were close enough to a metro, then you you could get around without a without a car. It wasn't easy,
1: but you could. Um, I I did Maine with you at Riverside. Yeah. Oh, God, I forgot about the Riverside. And now I don't think I would even begin to think about driving to Fredericksburg because things have just gotten even worse as far as traffic Traffic and gas. Oh God. It's a nightmare. Yeah. It was a nightmare then, but yes.
2: Well, and it's, it's a major factor as to why we moved. Mm
1: -hmm. And Uh, the next move was to Pittsburgh.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, um, Bud taught for 20 years in the public school, and um, and I I did a lot of different things um, between performing and then going on tour and um, going to Europe on tour and the Kennedy Center, and uh, and then I was teaching for eight years, uh, and then the workhouse, and um, and when that. When that job ended, um, and Bud retired from teaching like a year or two after that, we just went. Uh, we're not. We're not living where we are. We're existing, and we want that so much. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you get to a certain point that you're just. You just go, I spend, I have this great home and I spend all of my time in my car, getting from one gig to the next. Right. And we weren't, we were not, everything we did was to pay for gas and insurance and our mortgage. Um, And none of it was to actually enjoy what we had. So we, we made the decision to move. And what's happened since the move? <laughs> oh my God, so much. Um, it's it's a very I will say it's very strange to move to a place where you know no one, and, and you, you have to literally start over. And you leave your entire, pretty much your entire lives, because we were in the DC area for over 20 years. Right. um, And you leave all of that behind. So there was definitely an adjustment period of how do I make money here? How do I pay my mortgage? Like, yes, the cost of living is so much cheaper, but you also need to factor in the fact that everybody's getting paid a lot less.
3: And that's before even trying to figure out a, like a friend community like uh-huh. who friends with that like, you have to get that all out of the way right and then friends come into it and did you find any kind of uh political difference <laughs> <I thought so. laughs> oh,
2: let's let's just talk briefly about um moving from such a diverse area as northern virginia dc to western pennsylvania it, it it was it it was stunning how much i woke up to the fact that Um, In D.C., yes, there might have been a lot of um, transient military, but there there was there was always more of a cosmopolitan and worldly sort of viewpoint, conversational. And then and then we got here and we started talking to people (laughs) into Bellevue um, Bellevue was one of the last neighborhoods, the area that was still dry mm. yeah like there,
3: no alcohol like, dry? Like,
2: like no alcohol dry
3: oh my god
2: yeah, it, it had been that way since Prohibition you're kidding I kid you not Hey, kid you not, and yeah, we didn't know that when we bought the house. Um,
3: <laughs> so that, was, that was definitely a shock. I would uh, love to have seen your reaction when you
1: found <laughs> out. <laughs> so so I, that that means uh, there's no alcohol in any of the restaurants. You right. can't buy any, anything in near nearby. Right yeah everything
2: everything was um any of the restaurants <clears throat> that you wanted to to have a drink in you had to bring your own,
1: wow, um,
2: and they were not responsible if you got into a car wreck and killed somebody, wow, um and the we moved in at the end of April, the end of April? Yeah. Yeah. And there was an election coming up at the end of May that was one of the things on the ballot was to turn Bellevue to have them apply for licenses and not be dry anymore. And talking to our across-the-alley neighbor, Bob, who um had been here his entire life. He and his wife Rose had been here their entire life. And Bob was like, no, we don't, we don't need to have liquor licenses in Bellevue. We don't need we don't need, you know, drunks walking. Now mind you, I had this conversation the night one of the houses across the street had had a party. Oh. And at four in the morning, there were drunk people walking up and down the street, screaming and yelling at each other. And so I felt very strong in my response to Bob saying, Bob, it doesn't really matter whether there's a bar or not. Were you not up at 4 a.m. to hear the people across the street screaming and yelling about and how drunk they were?
3: Right. Yeah. And if it's, if you have more access to it, do you think that's going to happen there more often at that house or maybe right. somewhere else? Right. Yeah.
2: Um, so uh, it, it did pass luckily. So, mm-hmm. so we are, we are, we have
3: <laughs>
2: there, there are restaurants that, that have bars now. And we actually have a lovely brewery.
3: Oh, is it new- is it newish? Uh, it opened sure, two years ago.
2: Probably.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's a really man. You need to find <laughs> for dry counties in this in the states and find out when they're going to vote to make it undry, and then go in and, and and get a business going.
2: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And what's nice is that there were um, one of the existing businesses. Um. The night, as soon as they found out that 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 vote had had passed, they had already filled out the entire application for a license, because Bellevue was only because of the size of Bellevue, it was only going to be granted two licenses, um, and they had already filled out their application and put it in the mail the next day. Wow. Yeah.
3: Well it's a moon um, in revenue, definitely.
2: Oh God, yeah. I mean that's it all of us know from having worked in food service at one time or another, because it pays the bills, uh, that you know, your alcohol sales are, are what what you make your most money on.
3: Right. Yeah, you can uh, You can go buy a, what What was it? Uh, a bottle of uh, some cheap thing at Safeway and then you go to a restaurant and it's like, you know, twice the amount.
1: At, at minimum, twice the amount. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was always told, and of course, you know, who am I, and this, this might be common knowledge, but Andy Shillaw, who owns Busboys and Poets, uh, that own Luna Grill and Diner, that I used mm-hmm. to work for, um, he told me that one glass of wine should buy the bottle you buy. Just one glass. Just one glass should buy the bottle that you're getting, pro- I mean, co- probably wholesale, clearly. Sure. Right. Um, That's probably
2: not far off.
1: And if it's three, it's three glasses, maybe in a off. bottle, then you, yeah. If you short pour a couple,
3: uh, three of the glasses, well. you get four. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, you should you should get a good four glasses out of a bottle, right?
1: You should get,
2: and if you yeah, and if you do short pour, you could probably get five or six. <laughs> Unless you're
1: at that party that was up. Oh, 4 Fred, that 8. was yes, exactly. Then I think one pour. Yeah. Well, I
2: don't. <laughs> I don't think the bottles were involved. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you say you're acclimated at this point? um yes for the most part uh it's every once in a while people still surprise me by either things they say or things they do the pandemic was an eye-opener um the most mostly where the the closer you are actually to the city it is a little more progressive and then the the towns outside the city the further away you get it it definitely turns into a um extreme conservative as a conservatism mindset
3: i mean that's pretty much every big city in america describing the suburbs and then going further out i mean everywhere in the country
2: yeah um I don't. Are, are all the countries is demonstrative about it? Those those small outside counties, because there was a lot of nowadays. Lot of, yeah, there were a lot of flags.
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
2: Well, I think
1: that's the reason everyone thought that there was such a there was a, supposed to be such a su- successful. Um, midterm. Well, I don't know yeah. how to say this. Can I say this? Yeah, we'll edit it out. You oh, know, yeah. Anything we don't like after this conversation, Stephen's just been <laughs> edited out anyway. But don't you feel like there was so much merchandise yes. seen visibly from the tea world mm-hmm. that it felt like there was just a natural progression that they were always going to be winners because everything just looked like their merchandise? Uh,
2: it even, even here. Um, In Bellevue, there was a house that I would drive by um, pretty consistently that still had one of those flags hanging over their front door up until about three weeks ago. Ah, progress. Well, they replaced it with a blue line flag, but Uh. baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I think... Oh, In... In some respects he's not a complete idiot because the the merchandising. You're talking about Voldemort? Uh-huh. Okay. Um the merchandising itself. Yeah. Was so key because you feel like you are part of something larger. Yeah. And if we all have something like that, then we're invincible. And I can understand the mindset. I don't have to agree with it. And I don't even remotely. But I understand it. I understand the psychology.
3: Sure. Do you listen to podcasts? Just I do. <laughs> you do? Have you listened to Rachel Maddow's Ultra? Oh,
2: I, I please, no spoilers. I... Um, I try to listen to them in chunks. Okay. <clears throat> so the last three episodes I haven't listened to. It's a treasure. Um, I, it's a she, uh, honest to God, you know that question that people pop up occasionally and they're like, if you can invite one person to have dinner, I'm like, I'm always my answer is Rachel Maddow.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> it's mine is Rachel or that guy that wrote um, Fables and Things. <laughs> Oh, sweetie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I would, except that if I, if I ever were lucky enough to sit down with Rachel and Susan for dinner, I would just sit there staring because I wouldn't know what to say because i be petrified. I would open my mouth to say something and it would be horrifically unintelligible. And yeah. She's, she's so smart.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, it gives me so much hope listening to Ultra, oh, that we've been through this and people stood up. Yes, well, oh, no, that's in the first three episodes.
2: It, oh yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I didn't give anything. Well, away. I, I was in the world of the first three episodes. I was sitting there going, "This is this is happening today." Wait a second, this is mm-hmm. this is the same thing. It's just re-exchange some of the countries mm-hmm. involved it's it's
3: America first
0: it's really stunning I would also oh. offer Karen um Steve Karnacki's The Revolution I, it it's is, on my
3: list
2: it's on my list I haven't I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet but it's was, wonderful
0: yeah. it's so brilliantly done and that period of Newt Gingrich it's just a he
2: yeah and anyway doing, yeah they were doing an interview with him uh who was doing it uh Morning Joe maybe Yes, recently. Yeah. Um, And they were doing an interview with with him about it. And I was like, this has to be on my list. I need to be listening to this because this is this sounds incredible. Yeah. And especially to know that I, I mean, I lived through that time period and had no idea that some of the shit was going on
0: totally i don't think i was paying close enough like now i feel like politics is like a new sport because you have to watch it to see (laughs) what the hell is going to happen you
3: know (laughs) and i don't think i gave a shit back then you know no um Um, so moving there and everything and and discussing all of this did you find uh friends that were like-minded or is that even needed like do you just have fun and not talk about those things
2: Um, no, I definitely found people that were like-minded and there are some people that I, I found that were, were definitely products of that conservative mindset and really did think a little bit more conservative, but we're not, we're not opposed to honest discussion about what the actual which the actual realism was of, especially when it when you start talking about different um, different financial brackets, and why this applies here and it doesn't apply there, and um, what are best practices, and it always ends up being the same answer at the end of the day. I'm so glad I don't have to make those decisions. Right. That <clears throat> it sucks. But, you know, that's, those are decisions for someone else. We can sit here and talk about them all day long, but, you know, ultimately.
3: Now, did you you, uh, uh, meet a lot of people through theater there in Pittsburgh?
2: Oddly enough, no. Really? Yeah. Um, One of my, one of my best friends that uh, has now, now left me and moved to South Carolina was, um, I met him within the first month of being here because I needed a haircut and he was recommended to cut my hair. He owned his own salon and I walked in and it was as if I had just walked, walked into a salon at, you know, back in Virginia. I was like, Oh, I have now found my people (laughs) (laughs) here. We are, here are my people. And, um, and that's kind of how I met them
0: and and what you can you tell us a little bit about your theater company, Karen?
2: Mariposa theater for young audiences. Yes. Um, it is uh, it it is it is a dream come true um, it is so much work. it is so amazingly rewarding. it is. Um, it's actually a lot more work than than I wanted it to be. I, I, pretty much any job is always so much more work than I want it to be. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the difference between running a TYA in Virginia, in Northern Virginia, and the difference between one here in in the Pittsburgh area. In Northern Virginia and the D.C. area, TYA is a known quantity. Mm -hmm. It is already accepted that it is a thing that that needs to happen, that people need to take their kids to. Because of the Kennedy Center, because of Imagination Stage, because of Adventure Theater. And in Pittsburgh, there isn't any of that. Interesting. There's none of that. And the first couple of years, and actually still, it is educating the adults as mm. to why they need to bring their kids to theater. So in that respect, it's been very frustrating um, because there's... Uh, there's a lot of parents that are like, well, I take my kids to the movies. (laughs) It's not the same. (laughs) It's not the same. Um, And uh, there's, uh, there's not another TYA company, but there is a children's theater and people get confused because They just assume that you put kids in your shows. Right. And I, I don't. Right. I don't. There's no, that's not, that's not what I do. I'm not charging kids to be in a play that I am then going to charge their parents to come and see. Right. Which I've never liked that model. Right.
3: What does Mariposa mean?
2: So mariposa is Spanish for butterfly, but it is a, a, it's, it's a multi, I'm not just talking about, you know, what you think of as a butterfly, um, just because they're pretty, because they are, but on multiple levels. So, um, what is a butterfly? Well, it's actually a caterpillar. That um, goes through a process and becomes... So Caterpillars... Most of the Caterpillars are kind of boring, uninteresting, and oogie. And goes through a process and then becomes something amazing and also fleeting. Which pretty much describes the entire process of putting together a show.
3: It's like... uh, It's the butterfly effect.
2: And that is also the other part of... Um, of what, why it's Mariposa, because it is for the butterfly effect. If you look at our logo, which was designed by Michael Sherwood, oh, I know. Um, it is a, an actual um, algorithm, it's a digital representation of an algorithm that was input um, that is a representation of the butterfly effect. oh wow of chaos theory so yeah you
3: think that uh uh, maybe lindy has kind of all you learned there has brought you to this point now oh absolutely
2: no question in my mind um and everything it's it's weird when i am when i'm directing a show and talking to the actors that occasionally i will i will have i will stop myself because i can hear her voice right coming out of my mouth and i can hear things that she said to us and it was you know 30 30 years ago 35 years let's not really get specific as to how long (laughs) ago it it was a while ago um but to still have that clarity of of hearing phrases and hearing words that she that she used and said to said to us, um, that I'm now saying to to actors, uh, and and it is still um, it is still a fight within the theater community itself to come back to something that you said earlier, Matt of people looking down on TYA and children's theater. Um, And it's, it's bad in the theater community itself. Um, The prejudice is very strong. Um, It is, you know, I can go to auditions in the Pittsburgh area for different theaters and see a really nice turnout. And then Mariposa puts out, an audition notice and we get five people. Mm-hmm. And I'll get people and I will cast them for a show. And they're like, yeah, well, I don't need to do this anymore. I want something that's, I want to do some real theater. And it's, you know, you're hard pressed to not want to do physical harm to someone who says
1: that. It's so frustrating.
2: <laughs> so I'm like, Did, were you not paying attention? Like, I want you to come and tell me after you go and do real theater, what was not challenging about what we just did? Right. Um,
3: um, did but- you, did you guys like uh, have a, a place that you are at all times as far as the theater goes? I, I think Man. I read something that you like after COVID lost a, a place and had to move somewhere else or something.
2: Yeah. Um, so I had found this space uh, in in Bellevue, which is where we we were for four years. Um, and it was um, it was run by the Masons, and it was um, they were not good words of the building, nor were good they good. they were not good landlords either. They were really. Um, I don't think I can say what they were actually, that would be that, that would, that would not be nice and I am not going to dwell on how awful they were. Uh, so we, we literally had ended our contract with them, um, and moved out in February of 2020 and five weeks later, the world shut down. Um, and I, I am very, very thankful that we were out from under that space um, because I can, I can tell you with some certainty that they would not have not made us pay rent the entire time that things were shut down. Mm-hmm. They would have, They would have demanded their rent every month. Um, uh, so when things started coming back, I reached out to uh, the artistic director of a theater that I had done some shows at here, and asked if he wanted to partner. And he said, yes, let's give it a try and see what happens. So we, we put four shows on the books. And I kind of feel like I'm doing touring theater again, which is very weird because we're not allowed to be in the space longer than one week. So <clears throat> when we had our own space, we were doing, we were doing a run of shows for five weeks. Um, so, and I was doing five five shows a year, um, each one running five to six weeks. And now I'm down to one weekend, two performances, and I get a week in the space. Wow. Um, And after we did Wanda's Monster in August, he pulled me aside and said, "Um, so I guess you should start looking for a new place. Uh. So um, we have one more show on December 10th. And then uh, we're homeless again.
3: Oh.
2: So that's, that's hard.
3: Uh, is there any way that people can support you in any way? Like, is there a website to go to or anything?
2: You know, it's so, it's so amazing that you've asked me that because there just so happens to be a website that they can go to.
3: Yay! <laughs>
2: Yay! Uh, it is Mariposa T-H-E-A-T-R-E, .org. Uh, and we have donations giving Tuesdays coming up and we're going to try to do a big push for that. There's a program that we're, um, kicking off, uh, to get into the schools called theater to the rescue. And eventually, um, I'm not going to be able to do it right away, but eventually what I want to do is get an ambulance and that would be our touring van.
3: Oh, wow. my gosh. That's cool. That's so, so that. cool. Again, so that it's Mariposa, M-A-R-I-P-O-S-A-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org. Correct.
0: And and the uh, everybody looking to do, uh, you know, giving before the end of the year. This yeah. is a very, very good uh, resource for you to check out. Um, and, you know, if you just have a van for a little bit, perhaps <laughs> a revival of
2: <laughs> fables and things you know what
1: I'm going on the site right now and this podcast is going to donate money to your theater right now yes and I I'm, I'm just gonna encourage us that it, it, we're in the season right now and part of our mission of this whole uh, su, thing anyways, is just really kind of to check in with everybody and just remind us that we're not alone. So I'm gonna ask everyone right now. Open your laptop. It, well, yeah, who, or your phone. whoever's listening or to your this, phone. if you want to help uh, instead of uh, get, getting the $5 Starbucks tomorrow, just give us $10 mm-hmm. to Karen. If everyone can chip in whatever they got.
0: Or as Robert Biederman, I think used to say, open your wallet pull out $5, and then give us the rest of the money.
3: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Karen, um, I am so glad we got to finally figure out a time to do this and catch mm-hmm. up with you.
2: Me too. I'm only, I'm only sad that I was not able to be sitting in the living room with you guys and the pugs. Yes. That's, that's the only thing that I am, I am sad about. But
0: well, the next time you're in Virginia, we'll just have to make sure we make that happen. Well shit, Pittsburgh's not that far. That's right. That's right. No,
2: it's not. It's four hours. And like I said, my house is 126 years old. It is a lovely Victorian home, and we have bedrooms for days. So are your dogs nice? My dogs are adorable. (laughs) We have we have three dogs.
3: I have anxiety.
2: <laughs> my dogs are lovely as long as you can do stairs then you're you're all set
3: because um i have a fake hip karen
2: <laughs> oh well um it's
3: then from falling the... down the stairs
0: and <laughs> <anxiety. laughs> you're a back
1: porch for the well, back porch productions we are so not going
2: to talk about the back problems i have from being dropped but there we are
0: oh, <laughs> oh! No, I, I, I do like that question. Matt asked, is
2: there a back porch for a stage um, there? Uh, there's there's not really a back porch for a stage, but we do have a patio. There you go. We do have a little patio.
0: You found your next temporary home
2: um i have i have said many a time that if it comes to it we're gonna set something up in the backyard <laughs> and then oh, you shit.
3: do one of those things they do in new york where you like do a show and go room to room they they, they have those in new york oh yeah,
2: yeah i know um who was telling joy was telling me joy doing was telling me about one that she went to
0: see i i still like the the patio idea because then you will have come full circle
2: well i yeah i mean you, you really can't you can't go wrong
3: with uh, but then bud's gonna like put windows around it and <laughs> destroy
1: your dream all again no Bud's down in the da- bud in, in the front of the stage because he's in the pit yes <laughs> but
2: yeah no no see we we moved my dad to florida so enclosing a, a patio is not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> So he's, he's, he's fine. He's, you know, my parents are in Florida. They're, it's great.
0: We, <laughs> we love you, Karen. Yeah, we love you, Karen. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will, um, don't be a stranger and we won't either. Okay.
2: Absolutely. I will let you know the next time I'm down. Great. Sounds
3: good. Have a good night. Bye.
2: Bye. Love you guys.
1: Love you too. Bye. 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 All right,
0: thanks so much, Karen, for joining us. Um, And yeah, this is Small Business Saturday, and then Tuesday is Giving Tuesday. This is the perfect time of year to support small businesses and small um, companies, theater companies, so do open up that laptop and visit um, the website that she mentioned, which is org, I believe. Yeah. Um, and, and give what you can uh, to another SU alum who is out there trying to carry on Lindy Herman's um, spirit and work. So there you have it. Um, if you want to learn more about us, please visit www.. Connorsmithmusicals.com, that's Connor with an E-R you can find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok uh, under Connor and Smith again with an E-R please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast it really helps us out a lot share it where you share things post it where you post things Um, join the Discord discussion the link is in the description Uh, join the Patreon, support us there again the link is in the description Um, thanks so much for joining us if you're in the DMV area, and want to see something that we've written, our Christmas Angel, the second year of five of uh, this uh, being presented at Creative Cauldron, uh, starts next
1: week, right, Maddie? Yep, yeah, we start previews, I think Thursday, which is the first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so exciting times, almost in tech week. Woohoo! Yeah. So uh, check that out at creativecauldron.org. And otherwise, I hope you're having a great Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Small Business Saturday, I don't know what Sunday is, weekend. Um, And we will talk to
3: you soon.
1: Bye. Bye! Bye!